This episode is dedicated to my wonderful daughter, Lily. Lily, happy sweet 16. We love you beyond the universe. We are so proud of you. And we cannot wait to celebrate your birthday with you today. And we hope that it's amazing. Love you so much. Welcome to She Wakes Up, a podcast where you are granted permission to rise above your past, crush your fear and self-doubt, and go after the future of your dreams. I know life has taken over and has driven you to a place where you feel lost and scared and you have no idea how you got here. You just feel stuck in your job, relationships, motherhood, all of it. I see you and you're in the right place. I'm your host, Stacey Feeling, and I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been where you are. I was lost in abuse, finances, anxiety, poor health, you name it. I was up and down for years trying to fix myself on the surface. What I found was the real damage in need of fixing came from the inside. And so it was. If this is you, come hang with me. Grab a drinky drink and maybe a pint of some ice cream because we are skipping the small talk and getting right to the juice. Because girl, it's time to wake up. Welcome back to another episode of She Wakes Up. I'm Stacy, and today you know that Friday is our guest episode, and I just happen to have the best guest, and I'm not biased by any means, but it just so happens to be my oldest child, my daughter, and on Friday when this airs, she turns 16. And I wanted to bring her on here to one, just celebrate, this is a big birthday, especially if you're a female, you know that your sweet 16 was a major birthday for you. So I just wanted to give her a shout out and show her all the love. But I also wanted to bring her on because I felt like as a parent of a teenager in this day and age, it might be helpful to just have right from the horse's mouth, a perspective of teenage life and or if you have teenage daughters yourself to have an episode that that person can also resonate with too and relate to because my daughter by no means has had it easy and um, we're just going to go with the flow today and see kind of what comes up. I really don't want to force anything but I'm opening the space for her to be able to talk and express anything that comes to her heart. So Lily, my darling bug, Welcome to the show. Say hi to everybody, introduce yourself, kind of just tell them, you know, what it is that you do, what grade you're going into, all that kind of stuff. Hi, I'm Lily. I'm going into 10th grade, and some things that interest me is reading and drawing, so anything really creative, I guess you could say. Yeah, definitely. You are very talented, way surpasses my talent with when it comes to <laughs> art, um, and so I just wanted to bring you on and I want you to just share your story of, you know, you can go as deep as you want to, as far back as, you know, when things kind of fell apart and then back into place, just kind of give a perspective to anybody listening that is trying to navigate these teenage years after a pandemic, what it looked like through the pandemic, like what has life been like for you in the last few years? Um, the pandemic, I feel like, affected, like, a lot of people, especially people in school, because the whole 
schedule got messed up and everything of virtual and everything and half the teachers didn't even really know what they were doing but I feel like it helped me in a way because that's kind of when I got into homeschool and stuff and I think I kind of figured out who I was during that time instead of being surrounded by a bunch of other people and influences and stuff. So when you said that you were able to dig a little deeper into finding out who you were, what did that look like? What were you doing that helped you kind of discover you? Um, I don't really know. Just it was getting away from everybody and trying to be like everybody else, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that is certainly one thing that even adults struggle with, but I feel like School is the worst. Girls are the worst, especially now. I can't imagine with like social media and yeah, having try and stay away from that. Yeah, and having phones. So, what is it like? Tell us, like, walk us through a day in the life of a teenager in the school back before the pandemic. Like, what was so horrible for you that you were able to step out of that, get a little break with the pandemic? It kind of helped you. What were you getting away from? I think the biggest thing was like insecurities about myself that I had because like you see a lot of it on social media there's a lot of hate on girls for really no apparent reason and I feel like a lot of it is self-projection because I used to kind of be that person when I was in school because you're around all these people that are hating on other people for really no reason at all so I feel like that's kind of another reason I stay away from social media a lot like Instagram and stuff. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I feel like that's actually pretty mature and brave of you to stay away from that because it's so easy to get sucked in. I mean, grown adults get sucked into it every single day. I think mm -hmm. I know more adult women that are engaged on TikTok than teenagers. That might not be true because I'm not really active on there, but I can totally see what you're saying when it comes to social media and then as a teenager trying to figure yourself out and then comparing you know yourself to everybody that right. puts themselves like out there you're comparing yourself to people constantly you're not really gonna know who you are because you're too busy trying to be like this other person and then whenever you try and do something that like you're genuinely interested in or anything you feel weird because that's not how that person is or something so you don't fit in I guess so it makes it really hard to get into your groove and figure out what it is that you're interested in because you have the fear of being judged or you know, what somebody's going to say or think about you, you know, you right. specifically are really creative and sometimes art is one of those things that's not the popular vote. And so if you go down that path of art, which you're very talented and I feel that that is a great path for you to go down, but you had the pressure to feel like you had to do all the things that were, you know, what all the other girls were doing. What are some of those things that you feel are the, the popular things that girls often get talked into, whether it be sports or social clubs or after-school events? It's not really much of, like, events or anything they do. It's just when you look into, like, the group of, like, popular girls, it's more of, like, oh, we all watch this TV show and we all wear the same outfits and we all have the same, like, personality. So if you don't fit into how they act or behave, you're kind of looked at weird. So did you feel like you were ever able to really get out of your shell and become yourself when you were in school or not really? Not while I was in school, no. And what really helped you when you were away from that? Not having to act a certain way because I was finally like homeschooled and we were virtual and everything and I didn't have the constant like 
people telling me what to do and how to act and stuff when I was by myself. And then I kind of distanced myself from those people and met new people and yeah, just got better from there. It's important to surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up, not tear you down. And unfortunately, I feel like in the schools, and not everybody's like this, and there are some good friendships that come out of high school. Don't get me wrong, but I can totally resonate because I myself had that same struggle in trying to fit in. And if I went you know, to do my own thing. I was afraid of what people were going to think and that wasn't the popular vote. So, you know, what was that going to look like in my friends group? And it can be really, um, like there's so much pressure around trying to be a person that you know doesn't feel like who you want to be, who you are. And it can just tear you down after a while when you, you know, anybody that's trying to pretend to be something they're not is really difficult. And for you specifically, before the pandemic even happened, like you've gone through some serious stuff. Um, you know, we can even label it as trauma in your life that may have made it even more difficult for you to try to navigate, you know, that whole social realm and dealing with school and then the pandemic on top of it. Do you want to talk about that a little bit on, you know, where, how far you've come and what it is that you went through to kind of now give everybody just a little backstory of who Lily is? I feel like everybody has kind of, like every teenager or anything has like this, I don't want to say like family issue, but I guess nobody's parents that I've really met are still together. Like I feel like all of my friends and stuff, their parents are divorced or split up or having arguments or marital issues or something. So I used to be like really big, like daddy's girl, like everything that my dad would do, I'd want to do. Like basketball was a big thing, for example. And um, like I was really close to him and my parents split up when I was eight, right? like eight or seven and he didn't call or anything for months and when he finally did like I just wanted everything to do with him for probably what like six years of my life and he made me think that my mom was like this terrible person and it was just really big and life-changing I guess to realize that everything that he said wasn't true and that it was all the opposite so that was also really hard to process at that age I think and even more than that like what were you going through not only were you trying to process us being apart but what were some of the other things that you were experiencing as a child from your perspective when before that even happened and then after? More specifically, the things that really affected you and your mental health. You know, now that you're older, you're able to look back. How were you seeing things and how were those things affecting you then? And how are they changing how you saw things, how you thought about things, and then your overall just well-being and mental health. When I was a lot younger and my parents were still together, um, my dad would yell a lot and throw stuff around and everything, but 
really that just scared me like me and my mom would just stay in my room and as I got a little bit older he started to get more extreme like he'd break her phones he'd hurt her like verbally physically he'd get aggressive and stuff and when I was younger I didn't really know what to think of it because you don't really have that like conscience I guess you could say <laughs> um as to what you're watching or what's happening but like if you think about it you're remembering that stuff from like a really young age it has to be something like impactful you know so remembering that and not really remembering a lot of like anything else that happened kind of says a lot as to how that affected me and how that's not okay because even like now I still remember like how I felt in those moments like the anxiety and every time I'd see my dad on weekends and stuff after they split up I was still very anxious except at the time I didn't know what that was I just thought that was a normal feeling like I was just paranoid and always on guard and stuff and I was around a lot of um substances um that I also didn't know what they were at the time until looking back at it now um he'd go to like he'd go do deals and stuff with me and I always thought that it was just a like oh he's just meeting up with his friends or something for like five seconds that didn't make a lot of sense to me at that age either but so looking back on all that I guess it's kind of a good thing that I know what's good and bad about people I guess that helps a lot with like what word do I use for that you were able to really read people's character yeah. and get to know Judgment. people and so I feel like that helped you and then hindered you too because even today, you're very hesitant to open yourself up to people um, and relationships. And I know that that guard is up because of, you know, that trust being broken and the fear of, you know, going through all of that again. And, you know, I will say that a couple of years ago, and it wasn't just pandemic related, you know, it was really tough and it was tough on everybody. But specifically for you just as a teenager alone but then at that point I feel like you were really starting to understand yourself you were understanding like you said earlier you didn't even know what anxiety was it was just an right. emotion but now you were able to process that a little bit and really start to understand what those feelings were and to tune into that and when you did that it's not it wasn't a bad thing but you really went down that path of feeling all the feels and led you to some diagnoses that was both like finally we have some answers but also even more confusing for all of us because now we were given this situation and we all we wanted to do was help we wanted to help you get mm -hmm. out of that and as a parent it's very hard to see your child going through that and not knowing where to turn and you don't want to put your child into a situation where they're just an experiment so really trying to figure out what the best way to navigate this together um it was a lot of trial and error and i feel like now after a couple of years of going through this we're finally starting to get those answers and at least for my observation it seems as if you know you're doing a lot better 
you want to talk about that a little bit, your journey with, you know. And that's the thing is that you can be doing a lot better, like your mental health and stuff. You can be fine for a really long time, whether you're on meds or you're getting therapy or whatever, but you'll always have bad days or bad, like a whole entire week maybe where it's still very draining. You'll always have urges, whether they're small or big, like you just have to learn how to cope with those and I feel like having it for so long it's kind of given me like I've learned how to deal with those over time yeah and now you're able to recognize what that is when you're starting to get those feelings you're like I don't know what this is are you getting really confused really that's why drawing and stuff helps because not a lot of things do like everyone can say that everyone that doesn't have mental health issues is like oh we'll just do something that makes you happy and it's like a lot harder than that you can't just like like, the switch right like it's not that simple like there's something for everybody and maybe they can't do that right now or like maybe they just don't feel like that right now so not everything that helped before will help now yeah that's a really good point because I noticed that was one of the first things I actually noticed was her interests were gone. She used to be a big reader. She used to go through novels in like a couple days. It was crazy how much this girl would read. Um, She used to be very creative. She'd be drawing, coloring, painting. I mean, I can't tell you, our fridge was covered with (laughs) all of your artwork and it still is. Um, And so one of the things when I first, you know, was trying to help her was to encourage that again, like you're so creative and you love this stuff. But like she said, it's hard for somebody that's not going through it to really understand that it's not that easy. Just like for me to say to somebody or for somebody to say to me when I was in it, oh, we'll just leave that relationship. Why don't right. you just it's leave? It's so much more difficult than that. Definitely. And so that has helped me to try to do my best to understand. And really, I feel the best way is to just let them try to navigate make yourself available but don't pressure anything it can be really frustrating when you know their potential you know what they're capable of and it can be hard to see them you know functioning very minimally a lot of days when they're going through this and for me to just let myself step back but yet always be present like I always tell her Wake me up at 3 in the morning if you have to. If you're having a hard time, you just need somebody to talk, you need to cry, you need me to just come in your room and we sit there in silence, I don't care. I'm available. Just them knowing that I think is helpful because before I would try to pressure her to have conversations, I'm like, just tell me what's wrong. A lot of times she couldn't even tell me what was wrong because she didn't even know it was wrong. And so putting that pressure on her to open up really didn't help. And as a parent, it's really hard to take that step back, but I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bug, but um, I think that has helped our relationship because as a mom, it was really frustrating. Like, why can't you just talk to me? Why can't you just tell me what's going on? Right. And the other thing about that too is like when you're constantly pressuring somebody and they don't know what's wrong, it kind of creates more issues because you're sitting there thinking like, why can't I talk about this? What's wrong with me? Like stuff like that it just kind of escalates the situation so if you give somebody time to kind of figure out what is wrong then yeah you can probably talk about it a lot better than if they don't know just giving them that space to let them think and process and then making yourself always available so that when they are ready to talk they know that you're there 
um, to try to help. And I did my best to find all the resources. And I told her, I'm like, I don't care how much time, how much money it takes to get you to, you know, feeling as close to yourself again. Like we're going to do it and we're going to do it together. And one of the hardest things is we're waiting, you know, we're waiting for appointments because there's wait lists everywhere. Like in that messy middle of just waiting is being there for one another and knowing that, hey, we're in this together. You know, this might be something that you're dealing with personally in different ways, but I'm affected too because I'm seeing this. I know that you're struggling. I hate that you're struggling, but I'm here, you're here, and we're going to figure it out together. And all that matters is that we're here and we're together and the rest of it, we'll just figure it out. Because we don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The other thing, I feel bad for kids and teenagers and really anybody who goes through something similar to what I've gone through or maybe completely different, but they don't have the help or the resources or the money or anything to be able to do that. And that's kind of one of the only reasons I think I do have social media is that there are certain aspects of it that are really good. Like, people will... People with bad mental health will kind of all be, like, supporting each other and everything. It's not this whole Instagram thing of only girls posting pictures and whatever like that. Like, it's more, I go on there and, like, maybe somebody has something similar to what I've been through and it helps to have somebody else's perspective or maybe it's helpful for them to have somebody else's perspective because these people can't get therapy or something happened to them and they don't have the money to figure out what's going on or anything, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. That And that support is huge. And knowing that you're not alone, I think that's the biggest thing is because this stuff's scary. Um, it's scary to be going through it. It's scary to have conversations about it. So being able to actually feel trusted enough to you know, have somebody reach out to you or, you know, you building that relationship enough to be able to say, hey, I see you. You're not alone. This is what helps me. Maybe try this. And as somebody that gets it, it's going to resonate a lot better. It's going to be more effective than if it were somebody that never had to Mm -hmm. navigate anything with mental health that was just coming in from the outside. What are some of the things that through all of this, you know, you said that you are going back into your art and you've been creative again, but what, when you were really struggling with this, was there anything that helped? Um, no, not really. I'd kind of just lay on my phone and now I have an Xbox and sometimes that helps. Like every therapist out there kind of tells you that distractions aren't a good thing and everything but in the mind of somebody who does have mental health issues I feel like it is because as long as you have something to keep your mind off of all of the bad thoughts like that's good because I still have nightmares a lot like it's hard for me to sleep at night because there's these reoccurring dreams or like scenarios or something so if you have distractions to kind of keep your mind off of that your subconscious won't continue to feed you with thoughts that are negative as long as you have something to do you know but sometimes you're too tired to paint or read or you know it's just kind of easy to lay there and scroll on your phone so what do you do when those thoughts come back because if you don't deal with those thoughts if you right. if you don't ever overcome those thoughts, I just feel like sometimes you need to take a break from that because you're like 
constantly trying to figure out how to get through that and stuff so you the distractions of course you can't do that forever but until you're ready to process those thoughts in a healthy way without getting overwhelmed about them because I used to have like anger issues and stuff pretty bad and anxiety attacks and stuff and I've gotten a lot better about that like just distracting yourself until you're in a place where you can process those thoughts. Well, you know me, I'm all about like the mindset and the healing and like, you know, taking deep breaths and writing and just allowing yourself to really feel those emotions. Do you do anything like that? Do you ever just want to sit there and just release and feel all of the things that are you're holding on to still? Um, I don't think I've ever like laid there in silence or anything and thought about all of that because that's kind of when... I start to overthink but like listening to music and stuff helps and focusing on my breathing because with anxiety it's kind of hard sometimes to regulate your breathing like thinking about things that have happened or trauma or anything kind of messes your breathing up yeah it's hard to control when you're in a panic state for sure and it hurts to like not being able to breathe and then you like it's when you think about it so hard that like you're sitting there trying to breathe you know I do know I've had anxiety for a while and I totally get it it's like you you freak out because you feel like your heart is racing and then all you can do is focus on your heartbeat and then that makes it even faster and it just right, becomes yeah. this whole cyclical thing that you it's really hard to focus to try to get yourself calmed back down one of the things that um I really literally only have TikTok I haven't that's the only thing I have but there are certain things that like I'll see on my for you page from time to time that are like some ways that other people cope with it and there's this one thing when you get up in the morning or when you go to bed, like washing your face because it's kind of both, it goes with self-care and mm-hmm. like your mental health. So it's good in both ways. But using cold water is for one, really good for your skin and two, it will calm you down. And that's something that I've been doing that's worked pretty well. And the other hard thing that was going on just recently was nausea I had a lot of nausea and stomach issues and um a lot of that I feel like was from my anxiety and I've never like for a long time I've never had like a super great relationship with food sometimes the thought of it like certain foods that I used to love would just nauseate me so trying to another thing like with the distractions trying to not think about that when you're eating something so that you're not nauseous, like watching a video or listening to music or drawing or something while you're eating so that it's not, you're just thinking about what you're eating in that moment. Yeah, not trying to overthink. Right. Like, oh my gosh, when I, you know, eat this, this I feel nauseous and that makes complete sense. So I don't, you know, I really appreciate you coming on and opening up because I know it's not easy and I know that so many other teenagers are going through very similar things, but I, you know, want to celebrate you. You're turning 16 and this is a big birthday for you. Talk a little bit about like what you're most excited for, for this next year, you know, going into a new school year and 
being a whole nother year older and only a couple more years until you're absolutely done with high school, which I can't believe. Um, what are your plans? Like, where do you see yourself in the next few years and what are you most excited about? I think what I'm most excited about is funny as it sounds is to be able to say that I'm 16 and, um, I don't know, just like being around my family and stuff and kind of, I've always been told that I'm more mature than most people my age and stuff, but being a year older, I think more people will treat me like I'm more mature than just saying that I am, you know, because I still feel like some people in my family treat me like I'm a child, you know, like the way they talk to me and stuff. Not like my immediate family, but people I don't see often and stuff that don't know me that well. So maybe having that official status. Yeah, official status <laughs> will help with that. And this year I just kind of feel more motivated to do school and get through it than to not do anything, which is harder than it sounds, but yeah. It is. It's hard for anybody that's not having anything that they're trying to go through. I mean, it's dedication for sure. And I'm excited cuz um, you're going to be doing an in-person art class and yeah. some sports. So that's exciting because that's more than what you were doing last year. And I know that you're excited to get back out there. And I'm excited for you. Um, what are your plans? Like, where do you see yourself after high school? Um, I used to think I was sure about where I was going after high school and stuff. I know I want to go to college, but I don't know where and I don't know what I want to study. Um, I know a lot of people my age, especially that have gone through mental health issues, want to be in some sort of medical or psychological career. And I've thought about that, but I'm not 100% sure what I want to do. So I feel like there's a lot of options and there's also a lot of things that I want to see like around the world and everything. So, so many options. Right. Yeah. Kids have never been my thing. So I know about that. Yeah, she doesn't want to have kids. Definitely. Like, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying not anytime in the near future. Like, my yeah, 30s, that's maybe. every mom wants to hear from a 16-year-old daughter's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I encourage you to go and do whatever makes you happy. So if you want to go travel the world and you want to pursue your art dream and you want to make me a dog grandma, you we know, that's a hundred percent okay with me. I just through all of this, Lily, you like the backstory is I was pregnant with her when I was eighteen and not in college myself, and she was my motivation to get in college because I needed to get my ass in gear to do something with myself, especially with my dad because <laughs> he wasn't doing anything. <laughs> we won't go there. Okay. But, um. Definitely my motivation and then even through going through all of that the reason that I got out of that relationship was because of her The reason I stayed so long was because of her But the real reason why I got out was because I didn't want her to be in that anymore I did not want her to think that that was what it was supposed to look like and then we just kind of figured it out from there and She's still like she was at my graduation. She has been such a huge part of my growing up that you know all I want for her is better than what I had and not to say that I would have traded what happened for anything but I I definitely struggled you know it wasn't easy and I went down a path that was not for me 
And that made me who I was, obviously. You know, that's a part of my story. But I really, really want you to be able to go after. You've had it so difficult already. Mm-hmm. And you've overcome so much that you are so much stronger than I ever thought about being because of that. You may feel on your worst days that you are just not, not worthy. I've heard you say, you know, you just want to be a better daughter. You want to yeah. be a better student. And for me, you are. You are so much more than you give yourself credit for. You walk around with this confidence and this strength and what you have already overcome is amazing because a lot of people would crumble and you've just persevered and you you won't let anything drag you down. And I know some days it feels like it does, but from me watching you, you inspire me. I just know that after everything that we've gone through together, there's nothing that's going to be able to stop you. Like you, if you put your mind to it, bug, you're going to be able to go so far. And I'm really excited to watch it all unfold because in the last couple of years, you've only gone upwards mm-hmm. and it's been great to see. Um, yeah, I feel like circling back to my dad and all that, like as bad as it was, it's helped me a lot. Like my intuition and perception of like everyone in the world around me is a lot stronger than it was when I was younger. Like I used to be really, I don't wanna say naive, but like I was a kid, I didn't understand what was going on around me. And now I think I have a better awareness and of life and people around me. Like I can tell if you're a good person or not, you know, as opposed to just wanting to be around you because of a certain thing or something. Like Definitely helpful. Yeah. <laughs> when you're out on your own to be able to you know, have some of those, not judging, but to be able to really read and follow your intuition. Like, you know, when you feel as if something's not right, you know, I think we've all been in one of those scenarios Mm -hmm. where you're like, something's, something's not right. And you just feel it in your gut. And then, you know, that's for the intuition. Right. Yeah. All right, Bug, if there's anybody that's 16 and listening to this, what is one little nugget that you can share with them to help them through whatever they're going through right now? Um, as cliche as it sounds, like, everything does get better. It just takes time and knowing that there will still be bad days. Everything's not going to be perfect. And you have to want to. Like, other people can't make you a better person and other people can't make you succeed in life. Like, you have to. You have to want to such a good truth and if you could tell the mom of that 16 year old that's listening anything that she needs to hear helping to raise her daughter to be the best version of herself what would you offer that mom if you do like a lot to try and do stuff for your kid and stuff that's really that says a lot that you are already like a good parent whether or not your kid is struggling um that they will come around eventually and most of the time we do see that you are trying and that you are a good parent we just like you're 16 yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's fair I was 16 and I plan I apologize to my mom but I feel like I still owe her numerous apologies for how I was at 16 so I am blessed I did not get that mother's curse (laughs) So thank you for coming on. 
Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Thank you. This, one, this comes out on Friday, so when this is airs and it's live, it's your birthday. I can look back on this and say, oh, when I was 15. Oh, when you were 15. So happy birthday, Lily. We love you. We're proud of you. And we really can't wait to see the big things that you do. And you're going to do so much good for yourself, but also for the world. You have such a giving heart. I just love you. Love you too.